Hi there. I hope you're ready for some more Assorted Nuts goodness. I'm Dave Burse. I'm the host of this podcast and founder of inspiration company Additive. This time we have an interview with Alan Young and Julian Vizard, founders and creative directors of St. Luke's, and the suppliers of the quote on the back cover of my book, which is now available at userguidetothecreativemind.com. Wow, I haven't promoted my book for a while, have I? Hmm. So, back to Alan Jules. As you doubtless know already, St. Luke's has always had a different approach to work, and I think it's more relevant than ever. They're all about giving brands a purpose that resonates with their audience and then expressing that in a really creative way. So we sat in the St. Luke's boardroom with a plate of biscuits and some freshly brewed coffee, and this is what we chatted about. I'm sitting in St. Luke's beautiful office near King's Cross with Al and with Jules. Hello, guys. Hi there. Hi, hi. Now, I usually get people to introduce themselves and give a short background blurb, but uh, this is the first time I've had two together. So goodness knows how it goes. So I was thinking maybe we could split it up and one of you could do the vowels, the other could do the consonants. and we could. Um, I'll, I'll say every third word. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, Jules, your introduction to the industry came from the old school of communication arts um, via design and into advertising. Um, could, you, could you expand on that journey? Tell me a little bit more about it. Um, well, it's funny. Our first college I went to was Hounslow, Borough College, which was a good, was quite a renowned advertising course at the time. Um, and I, I, I did that. Um, I did that for a year. I, I, I left before the first year. I was doing a few advertising placements. And then I saw um, a friend of mine actually got into the School of Communication Arts. I hadn't heard about it before, and it just sounded a really interesting place. And then I was a bit unsure whether I wanted to continue advertising or do design. So I went along there for an interview and met John Gillard, the legendary John Gillard. And he kind of sort of decided for me, really, because I sort of showed my portfolio, and he just said, right, you're going to be a designer, and would you like the scholarship? And I was like, oh, yeah. Great. So it kind of pushed me on a path, and so I worked. When I was at the school, I was I was trained to be a designer, and I got a job before I left for Michael Beaton Partners. So again, that led me on a path. But all the time, all my close friends were all in advertising, so it was always there in the back of my mind, and I'd made the right decision. So I worked at Michael Peterson Partners for I think for about three years, which was fantastic training for me. Um, I actually ended up. Um, opening up the Amsterdam office. Well, first of all, I did. Uh, I was quite lucky. Within my first six months, I worked on a project for the Conservative Party, and I designed the Conservative Party logo. Yeah. So, as a reward for that, they said, well, "Would you like to come work in one of the offices?" So, I helped set up the Amsterdam office. Logan got an MBE for that, didn't he? He did. He did. He, well out of it. he, did. <laughs> I know. He, he wasn't in the country when it was designed, but I remember coming downstairs one day and seeing him <laughs> with my logo projected on his face with, while he sat at a drawing board with a pencil. <laughs> I, know, I think in sort of in. in of fees for that, he got a, an MBE, something like that. So anyway, so I was in Amsterdam and um, I was there working there, and I was by myself actually. So I was working on vast projects for a supermarket, and it was it was getting a little bit daunting for me because I, I could see my sort of whole six months ahead of me up on the board of which packs I would be designing for the next six months. So it was fantastic training, but in the end, I wanted to come back to the UK, so I, I ended up working moving to another design company called Wickens Tut Southgate, which was a hot young company at the time. That's very interesting. But again, I'd always been thinking about advertising 
in the background. So I just teamed up with a friend of mine who was working for a small agency, and in the evenings I just um, we worked together on briefs. Uh, and I think it was about four weeks. We just put an advertising portfolio together of concepts, and we went to to Shite Day where Dave Bonaguidi and Naresh Ramchandadi are just, are just moved to from Hal Henry, they were the new creative directors. And again, very lucky being in the right place at the right time, they gave us a job. So that was my transition from design into advertising. And then of course, Shite Day turned into St. Luke's and this is where we are and where I've been ever since. Mm. And Al, you, um, you're one of the founders. At St Luke's, is that right? Well, so is well, Jules, Jules, Jules was yeah, Jules was a founding yeah. member as well. But the, the only difference is that Jules went off to work in Oz for a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I, I, left, <laughs> I left for uh, eighteen months to go to Australia and then came crawling yeah. back on my hands. And knees. Yeah. <laughs> the problem with Australia, of course, is that you know their beer market is worth what our toothpick market is worth. Yeah. So the opportunities. Just, I mean, I, I, funny enough, when he went out, so I knew that I'd miss working with him. I went out for three weeks. I spent a lot of that time studying the television advertising, studying the, 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 the whole advertising landscape. And I, I, I was so depressed. I knew I just couldn't stand it. The, that delicious Chardonnay would be ashes in my mouth. <laughs> so I would have had a shit day. Yeah. I mean, of course, there are some great creative people and some great creativity comes out of that side of the world, but just the opportunities aren't there like they are here, I yeah. think. But anyway, yeah, so... so, so should we get that? Is, is, is that me? Let, let, let I think it's see. you, isn't it? It is me. Isn't that, isn't that unprofessional? <laughs> get, get it. <laughs> Fun for the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah, yeah, I'll get the tomatoes. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, love you, love you back. Yeah, 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 yeah. My, um, my, my trajectory is just sort of, sort of, sort of a bit, bit blundering, really. I didn't go to art school or anything. I went, I did, I went to marketing at college and when I was doing it I sort of realised that you know so much of it was just pure math having to understand double entry bookkeeping and export statutes and stuff like that I just found it unbelievably boring and I thought well, I, might, I might be work on the creative side of advertising that, that this all communications thing was interesting to me so I went to work in some provincial agencies but it was really depressing you know it was really there were manned by people there were sort of lifestyle businesses that where people were you know they were just you know you'd, you might as well just been working in, in a, as an accountant as mm. as running a creative department they, they weren't particularly I mean decent enough people but they weren't they weren't they weren't they had no real appetite for the business mm. So I thought that I'd go and write. Pl- so I was, at the same time, I was writing plays with my friends and comedy with, my, with some friends of mine. I thought I might go and do that instead. But then I found out about the DNA D course, the workshop course. And I did that and was just completely hooked. It was, um, it was transformational. Honestly, one, mm. one evening completely said, right, that's it. And I got a lock on to really start taking commercial creativity seriously. But at the same time, I'm kind of very glad. That I haven't, that I didn't go through the art school world, and and it makes such a difference as a creative director to be genuinely interested in business. I, mean, I am interested in business and how how businesses work, where the income is, where the opportunity is, and 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 if I can, and I have got a modicum of creative talent, when I can sort of combine that with this fascination in business, mm. you know, I, I can often I, I, I'll get places that someone who wants to do a good campaign doesn't. Mm. And that's one of the sort of key differences at St Luke's is we understand the difference between the controlling brand idea and the campaign idea. They're very distinct. You know, your, your brand idea can run for years and years and years, and the campaigns can change mm-hmm. and you know revolutionise. But the brand idea stays the same. And I think that's one of the things that I've 
have got, which is what's at the heart of the business, not just what's going to make a good mm. piece of communication. Yeah. Well, that's, that, that's interesting, the sort of uh, separating there, talking about the brand idea and the campaign idea. Would you say that at St Luke's you're, you're more focused on one or the other? Um, do, do you make that clear to the clients uh, about yeah. the, the way that the split yeah, is? There, there, are, there are two, there's two sides to our business. One, one is brand content provision, whether that's a kind of online idea or commercial or whatever. We can make, you know, brand sort of communication content to a pretty high standard. Uh, but the other way that we work with our clients is in get, is getting to that controlling brand idea, what we call it the agenda setting idea, and we have a kind of process for that. So, for instance, last year, Littlewoods, who are uh, the, the Littlewoods are people you would think of them as a big sort of like a catalogue or a or, an, or a direct fashion shop. Really, they're a bank. They're a bank that uses gar- garments and consumer goods to incentivise personal loans. <laughs> That's what they are as a business. And we thought, well, how do we turn that yeah. into a compelling, meaningful um, brand? Because it, it hasn't been. It's been, it's, it's been slipping. So we spent you know, a, a whole year working on that. And we didn't make any advertising, mm. but we completely redesigned the packaging. We, 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 invent, we, we invented a series of, um, um, of, sort of, showed them how they could turn their their catalogues into editorial content, took their, their credit offering and turned it into the big Littlewoods promise and mm. phrased it in a very, very friendly and inspiring way. Consideration for that brand is massive. Uplift in sales is massive. We didn't do any advertising, we just broke the back of the brand idea. We did the same thing for Scandia, who were one of the biggest um, um, investment companies, pension providers out there. So we, we, we do that as well. So, so a, lot of this, a lot of the great stuff we do, people just won't see. Yeah, It's, it's very similar to stuff uh, that, that George Lewis has been doing with, with his approach to doing stuff where he takes on the, the full brand yeah. and, he, and he looks at it, he'll very often come up with a different brand name. He'll totally yeah. redesign everything from the packaging all the way through yeah. to the advertising itself, which is a lovely, that it seems to be going back to what advertising agencies should have been and, and were back in the 80s yes. when they were taking it's problems. Had a lot more influence. That's you right. see, yeah. I mean, that, yeah, they <coughs> absolutely did. I mean, I mean, the beauty of what's, I think, of what we've seen happening over the last 10 to 15 years is we're going back to where we're really, really strong. There's so much money to be made through the production and the media commission on making television ads all through the 70s and the 80s and the 90s that we, we, we sort of forgot how how brilliant our minds can be. Mm. And it's much more important than just making an ad and airing it and everyone getting fat from that. You know, the, this, the, the situation that we're in where where um, marketing budgets are still... Have, have, marketing budgets have, have grown, mm. but they're spread so thinly and so widely, no one's getting rich anymore. Mm. And so, so what that's forced, you know, the 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 the, 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 the traditional agency, if you like, I think I think we're a traditional agency to be is actually to go back to those traditions, which is which is helping clients break the back of the big brand problem, and that's kind of yeah. where, where we've found ourselves, and it's been brilliant for it. So you're not just dealing with the brand manager or the, or the marketing director. If you're lucky, you're sitting there with the chief executive, and that's mm-hmm. just sensational. 
Yeah. I mean, it's uh, it's one of the things I've been discussing with people recently, how that is a person who should be in charge of the marketing as a chief executive, uh, rather than a marketing manager who very often isn't as intelligent and doesn't have as much power. Um, do, do you yeah. see that as a problem in the industry in general? Um, well, I don't, I, don't, I don't know if it's a problem. It's always going to be the same, isn't it? Mm. If you look at the greatest brands on this planet, they they tend to come from a chief executive mm. who has a real vision. Mm. Every, I mean, practically every truly brilliant brand, it'll, it'll boil down to that. But often there's not. A lot of chief execs are just portfolio managers. They'll spend a couple of years here, a couple of years there. Mm. And they'll buy in vision from people like us. Mm. So it's a problem and it's an opportunity, isn't it? Mm. Yeah. Vision for hire yeah. is what a good agency is. Yeah. Now, with, with the industry uh, at, at the moment, obviously... There's things we've found with the recession, and then there's other um, research that is showing that levels of trust from consumers is going down uh, with with advertising. Um, Do you see um, issues that the industry really needs to address at the moment? Is there anything that you can look at that's that's something that really needs to be looked at right now? Um, Well, trust is failing in any kind of institution. I mean, whether it's governments. Banking, Bank, um, uh, industry. It's the, this, 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 this is very, very commonplace, and 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 now we're more likely to trust a recommendation from a total stranger mm. on on Amazon than we are um, a brilliantly designed um, advert for that book, and and you know, and and that's fine. The the the, the thing is where we where where that where that trust is going to come from I think and where, how, how brands can restore it bizarrely is through data through deeply understanding people's preferences their geo their geographical location mm-hmm. you know um, um, that they're spending but I can serve you a message that will be absolutely spot on. How do they know that I that I want to take my daughter to Swan Lake tonight and give me this twenty twenty quid off? And I think that's strangely the intimacy that data is providing. I think will 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 we'll, it's kind of creepy and kind of stalky, mm. but it's also kind of amazing when it's done correctly. So it's going to be yeah, double edged sword. It's going to be interesting. But I think the right brands with targeting the right messages in the right time because it's not just about content now; it's about mm. context. Yeah. Increasingly, so getting this con- getting the content in the right context is, I think, is it could be a way that we can start to. Mm recover a lot of that through a really intimate knowledge of the consumer or if we fuck it up it'll 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 undermine it further yeah it's an interesting time so w- w- data is actually actually one of the things i wanted to talk about bizarrely um with more and more marketing managers who are looking at uh, data and, and particularly how we can use it for targeting um they're seeing that as the thing that is going to get them in front of consumers <coughs> more and more um, and, and uh, use their money more wisely. What does that do for creativity? Is creativity still as important? Um, the, 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 I think the work that we... I'm, I'm doing so much talking, George. Yeah, no, it's all right. It's all right. There's, um, great creativity, for me, is based on insight. Mm. And data can give you insight. Often as not, can give you lots and lots of insight. You know, you, sometimes you can just look at a chart and um, uh, and um, um, and see something and, and almost see an idea in it, an idea in it. Like you know, for instance, for for, for, for mother care, we saw this chart that showed after the first after the birth of the first child, everyone went to mother care, then it all dropped off. 
It's everything dropped off. And, and, and Jules put it brilliantly, is that mother care becomes the badge of the novice. After you've gone mm-hmm. there once, you've bought too much right. shit there, you spent too much money there, you feel bad about it, you move on, you move on to other brands. Mm-hmm. So what we had to do was, so, so the whole, when we were, were working for mother care, we, we aimed at everything at toddlers, for instance. So suddenly it's not about first-time babies anymore, it's about toddlers. So, so instantly you get that kind of, you get just from looking at a chart, you can get that. And that was us. It wasn't the planner, that was us being interested in their business and looking at their yeah. at their figures. The other the other thing, the, the, where it becomes um, problematic is, or can come problematic, is, it, it is, is often it's not people do not tell you the truth and you have data that's okay. built on lies. So we pitched and won Majestic Wine um, um, a few months ago. We were told that all their research, very, very big, expensive, quantitative research program, told them that if they said that they had um, a car park and a wine tasting counter, everyone would come. So all you needed to do was that. And we, 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 we tested a different hypothesis, which is wine is a culture. It's like art. You can enjoy it, but going into an environment that's full of it, like a wine merchant's or an art gallery, puts you in a situation where you can be judged and found wanting and feel ignorant. So we, we said people aren't coming because they're scared of looking like twats mm. in the wine merchants. I guess, I guess the whole data question, it, it, doesn't, it doesn't affect creativity of thought. That, that's more important. It doesn't affect creativity of craft, obviously, you know, because it's all data and it's been delivered to you through your smartphones or whatever. So it's not so much about how, you know, how you put an ad together and how you seduce with beautiful visuals and things like that. It's the creativity of thought. So it's... I don't, I don't think it affects that. You've just got to be clever, haven't you, in yeah. your thinking? I want the, the, the more intelligence we can get on something, mm. the, the, the narrower the brief becomes and the better for it. Mm. The more insight you can get, the more compelling your idea is going to be. So mm. I love it. More, 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 more. Even Qual, I mean, a lot of, a lot of you, know, you know, guys in our game want to throw the fridge through the through the through the one way mirror through the, the two way mirror because it isn't going their way in qual. I just find it really, really interesting and often or not you can mm. walk out of there with fantastic ideas. I always try and attend even qual because mm. the, the the insight is there and you kind of tell when you you know you're getting the energy and when people are lying and you know mm. <laughs> and so yeah I think I, I think data is immensely, immensely powerful and it's a real it's a facility of connecting with people, yeah, isn't it? it? Is. It's just how you, you know. how you can connect with someone on a more intimate level. Exactly. So Strongbow Cider, we sell as a as a as a because it's more refreshing than lager. We sell it as an, the, the first pint you should have of the night. And so being able to being able to serve people messages just when they start to go <laughs> about four thirty five o'clock, it's fantastic, yeah. and it leads to better work. Yeah. Um, 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 we, um, um, you know, and increasingly we're going to, te- we will, we're going to, we're going to be able to tell when they're near the local as well mm. and serve them a brilliant ad mm. <laughs> so The kind of thinking that you're talking about there is, is you've got your, your idea first and then your execution second is, is that the way you approach things rather than the, the traditional way it seems to be sort of filling holes in media schedules That's, that's right, yeah well, the, the overarching idea is everything and the, 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 it's so critical. I would rather have a brilliant overarching thought with poor execution than I would have brilliant execution of a poor of, of, of a poor idea, because 
Otherwise, you're going back and reinventing the wheel every time. Mm-hmm. You, nowadays, you know, you have to have, you have, every agency has to really have to pull together with all our other agency partners. So it's critical to have the right idea in the centre. Everyone can do their best work mm-hmm. when you have a clear, defined, and authentic idea in the middle of it. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you know, everyone's fighting to get to, to take control and and you, perhaps arrogantly, but we are in our partnerships, the best place to come up with that controlling idea. We've got more experience of it. You know, we're not about channel mm. delivery. We're absolutely about the idea in the middle. And that's why we can do it mm. without doing advertising and still make money. Mm. Yeah. Now, you guys both being there at the very beginning of yeah. St. Luke's. I mean, it was uh, quite uh, a dramatic uh, quite dramatic occasion when, when St. Luke's started and the sort of split away from Shite Day and, uh, and, and and how it all happened. And of course there's been the book uh, written about it sort yeah. of uh, early on. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of mythology about it. Could you give us sort of a, a, an honest description from people who were there on the battlefield at the time? What did it feel like? <laughs> It was quite funny because it was quite an intense, um, it's quite intense working environment. It's funny because we, we, Shite Day, I think, for a long time had been, you know, a bit more in London about its funky building and its location and its interiors than it had been been about the work. So I think when Dave and Naresh came from Hal Henry, there was a real sort of catalyst, a real focus on the work and do something different with the work. And you know they, they they I think they they created a department that likewise really wanted to do that, and people from different backgrounds as well. They weren't you know they were quite sort of different thinkers. Yeah. yeah. And and the fact we we've been working and working you know really trying to get it off the ground, then suddenly we found out sort of by a sort of weird conference call with Jay, Chiat looking at us looking a bit like Max Headroom, and he's like. You know that we just—they've <laughs> just sold. We're like, what did he just say? And and in fact, we'd been all been working so hard, and it had just been sold overnight. It was pretty intense, really. And and we we were kind of you know they had those sort of motto at the time, the flag flying, which was you know be be pirates, not the navy. And all of a sudden, we've which they'd taken from Apple. Which they'd taken from Apple. <laughs> but we, we just sort of it just felt we didn't want to work in one of these big places, you know. Ever yeah, so. yeah, we weren't willing to give up. We weren't yeah. to give up. I mean, well, I was sort of big bad American agency, and then when Narish and Dave hired me, it was really transformative. I mean, it was so so exciting. That absolute there was a, a real contrarianism to it all. You know, do the opposite, do the opposite of everybody else, and yeah, you know, it was very sort of almost, almost like that. You know how sort of really difficult French people are like that. <laughs> That's what we were like, and it was really, and it was it was just very 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 exciting. And um, and we didn't want to give up on it. Unfortunately, unfortunately, the, uh, um, the clients they really liked us, and they and, and, and they underwrote us, and they they informed um, Omnicom that they would they would put every piece of business up for review if 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 the if the if if the merger went ahead, and it was it was it was very exciting. I mean, the the, 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 the one of the most exciting things, of course, was was the um, was the was was joint share ownership, which which was well an absolute headline grammar, but entirely absurd, <laughs> entirely <laughs> absurd, absurd, because we had the, 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 the so, so many brilliant people had no reason to stay, had no reason to build the business, had no reason to do anything apart from indulge their own personal ambitions, 
and so you know it 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 it, it joint share ownership does not make for good business that is for certain yeah. the idea of everyone having a share like still everyone has shares here yeah. but now it's distributed in a way that that that, that makes sense commercially <laughs> but you know that was a but it, it, it was kind of like such a headline grabbing thing an amazing sort of utopian, 90s utopian yeah. thing but 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 consequently a lot of trouble in paradise right <clears throat> So, so the mythology wasn't all uh, shining lights and unicorns. Well, lots of for, for, yes, yeah. for a time, of course. Yeah, yeah. For a course, you know, the, the, the fairies are with you for a few years. They always are, aren't they? Yes, but I think there was a documentary at the time which I, I, mean, I managed to stay out of <laughs> with the cameras. But it's a legendary documentary. But I think it was fairly. Fairly realistic in what fair. it captured. Yeah. <laughs> it was. It could the, the be a bit mad. The, yeah, the, the, completely the, mad. Yeah, the, 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 the documentary was fair. Mm. Yeah. But have you have you seen any other agencies copying that kind of approach? There have been others that have done it. There's one in Canada did it as well. I thought, like, I think, but I wouldn't. It's funny enough. I, look, we've, we've got Max Hedrum earlier on. The inventor of Max Hedrum is, is our friend Rocky Morton. Yeah. And Rocky did something very similar when he started off with an animation studio. Mm. And of course, Rocky quickly realised that in this communist sort of utopia that he created, there was only one fucker doing all the work, and it was him. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody else just kind of took it easy. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know about the um, share ownership where everyone everyone else has adopted that model. Um, oh, there is the um, the Swedish one. Bodenforce. Bodenforce, aren't they? Yeah, they're, they're all. They, they, they spread. They, Bodenforce. Now, there was also some other uh, beliefs at the beginning, which were about being, I suppose, socially conscious and green and oh, things yeah, like that. That's, that, that's, that's, that's still that's still in our absolutely DNA. Absolutely, at the heart of what we do. You know, we we mm. we, 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 we buy rainforest. Every time we, every time we get a new client, we buy them. We've bought thousands of hectares of rainforest for our clients over the years, and it's just a great thing to do. You know, we have we've got bloody composting here as well, yeah. but, it's, but that's the right thing to do. I mean, we had the, we, we were still getting the the, the, the the shit ripped out of us for when that we, in two thousand and six, seven, no, in two thousand nine. Yeah. People were still taking the piss out of us for it, but now, of course, it's commonplace. Now, yeah. more and more clients are demanding. I remember when we did we when we things. did um, carbon neutral when we were offset um, a massive campaign we did for BT. And it was offset, and we were carbon neutral, and campaign really tore us apart in an article. Yeah, we, 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 sort of, yeah. Sort of, we called like, in print wankers <laughs> for it, but of course it's becoming the norm. It won't be long before its statutory intervention commands us to. Yeah. It's just good to be ahead of the law. I prefer to do things through our own sense of principles and morality rather than have the law <laughs> tell me what to do. You know, but yes, it's still do. very much part of what we do. Yeah, yeah and also the, 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 the whole thing about thing. flattened hierarchy as well is still very important to us. So, for instance, there's, there's, there's no offices here. No one has an office. It would be ridiculous mm. that the thought of anyone having an office is, it seems absurd. Everyone, we all sit, we sort of sit, on, sit on a series of long tables and shout across the room at each other, and that's that, again, feels really nice. You know, and... and, and the important thing about about that is the big voices like mine can drown out everybody else's, and so so having this this kind of setup and, and we have certain protocols in in meetings that we make sure that everyone someone's frowning the young person's frowning in the corner we'll get out of them what they're unsure about because 
that that doubt they have mm. will, be, will, will be the client's mind, and yeah. certainly be a big swathe of the audience's mm. mind. So get it out, you know, and, and yeah, and every single idea is welcome, and you know, when we. And, you know, and also a sort of spirit of credit where credit's due for people's efforts as well, you know. So that all of those things are still incredibly important to us. Mm. You know, we've got we've got we've got rid of the we've got rid of the silliness, I think, but we've kept the the, the good the great core principles mm. of kind of ethics, social environmental responsibility, and and decency mm. that I think mm. St. Luke's was formed with, and, uh, yeah. and you know that's still you know really important. Yeah. So, does uh, w- what's the future holding for St. Luke's at the moment? Uh, any exciting plans you can divulge? Well, well, well I, so I spoke a little bit about about the, the, the consultancy side of our business. What I'm finding is that, we, that, we, that we're doing all we're doing all kinds of, um, of we're being drawn in to answer different different questions. But this might be the, the experience of every agency. So, at the moment. On Friday, we're going to go to GLA to, to with an it's event. The mayor's office. The mayor's mm. office, yeah, to, with, an, with an event idea to celebrate um, the, the Diamond Jubilee. It was an event, and, it's, and, and that's that, that's that's, that's this mm. was really this was very natural to do that. And earlier this year, we had we, we, want, we, we asked to help the newspaper society reinvigorate their industry a little bit, which, uh, and so we had an idea about those guys. Giving free free ad space and getting together with local, successful local businesses to mentor fledgling ones. So really, this isn't, and we just, and so rather than make ads, we say we're going to have an idea for you, and it's going to cost you this much. Mm. And and I really love that. And I've made, we've both made tons and tons mm. of ads now, and some you know some some reasonably good ones over the years. But to do that sort of thing and be again, it, it you're having a different conversation with a different set of people. You're meeting. The most powerful and cleverest people in organisations mm. working that way, and it's really is a thrill. So, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm, yeah. So it's a stretch. Is the, you know, it's a stretching yourself into these areas is is, is quite exactly. exciting to us I at mean, the moment. Last week, I was in Downing Street four times talking about it because of our. Um, you your cause. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> because I sneaked in, done. No, because because we were we were doing another launch to help startups and small smaller enterprises, and it's and it's not just boshing some ads out. There's there's, there's kind of more to it than that. You know, we 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 found a new a new way of using commercial premises as as, as a media space for that, and, and and it's that kind of thinking that's really interesting. I mean, it's for because the money. Isn't there where it used to be? Mm-hmm. It's to find new ways of sniffing it out, and also, and that forces you to kind of grow, grow personally, and grow mm-hmm. creatively, and grow the business offering. So it's just, a, it's just a, it's just a wonderful time. It sounds really quite different to what a lot of other agencies are looking at because they they still seem to be all around. We are going to execute work. And they're about execution rather than the, this big thought. Mm. And and what you're doing there is you're you're creating a movement rather than going right. We're going to buy this media space and we're going to do this and we're going yeah, to do that. Yeah. Do, do we need more of that? In the well, 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 I think big companies are just are just are just copy delivery systems. I wouldn't want to work in a copy delivery system. It's just not. It's not interesting. It's just a. It's just a machine. It, I mean, it's nice doing the execution side of it. It's lovely. It's a really enjoyable process. But you know. Ooh. I think we're all as good as each other at doing that kind of stuff now, aren't we? Oh I mean, yes, yeah. so there, 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 there are plenty. Of, there, 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 are, there are plenty of people out there who can write you a brilliant ad. 
plenty. Mm. There's plenty of people who can who can deliver your copy for you very effectively at very reasonable rates. So what can you do that they can't do? Mm. And I think that sort of we've never been impressed by the industry. I've always had a healthy disrespect for so yours, mm. a, a, a deep and healthy disrespect <laughs> yeah. for the industry. And, it, and, 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 and because if you revere it, mm. you do something that looks like an ad, and that's good. Mm. Isn't it? You know, not to say you don't see ads and you think, oh, that's fantastic. Oh, of course, yeah, full of envy. And I I look at the we were at the Adams Award and we didn't win with our RNIB thing, disappointingly. But um, but I just so loved the the crafts and those Magnus things. I thought they were absolutely brilliant. But anyway, but but I think that but when execution used to be all for me, it's I don't know. I reckon it's twenty percent of the ten percent of the job, twenty percent of the job tops. Mm. Even though Jules and I still write actively, because it's, I think it's, especially with new clients, it's good to, it's good to be yeah. at the start and at the delivery of, the, uh, 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 of some creative work, just mm. to just to embed that relationship sometimes. Yeah. Now, going back to the School of Communication Arts, you're both mentors at the school, is that right? I'm a mentor. Um, I went here. I've only been in once, but it was very, very good. It very. It still had a sense of the old place that I went to that I remember. Right. Very, very intense. Um, and I thought the way the students were approaching work was great. You know, they were thinking of it holistically. Again, it wasn't just about execution. You know, and the way they present their work was in these sort of case studies and. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know if it was good. It's very good, but you've I not been in I yet. haven't done it, and I intend. I intend to. I intend to. I mean, it's something that is important to me. Uh, I was the chair of education for DNAD. I think in two thousand and eight, two thousand and nine. I don't remember. Is that that was they were, and also Jules and I when we when we before we were made creative directors, we set up something for DNAD rejects to come and. Um, sort of the workshop rejects to, yeah. to, mm-hmm. to to get books together, and one of the people who 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 came into that was Joe D'Souza, who's now creative director at Kamarama. But they were really mm-hmm. they were, these were people that we could really see something in, or they either they were rejected by DNAD, or they they were just struggling a bit. Mm-hmm. But we could really see talent in them. A- Angus Wardlaw was another one, and, um, but, mm-hmm. but but we could just see that these people were brilliant, and we thought, well, if you want to become creative directors, why don't we start by Creative are people who know how to help people. They're not people who just sit around doing crosses and ticks on scripts, although some of them do do that. <laughs> we, we, we believe that we're there <laughs> to help people yeah. <laughs> rather than just some quality control computer. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so h- how do you think, from having, having been in, comparing the School of Communication Arts from when you were there with John Gillard mm. and, uh, and Mark's School of Communi- Communication Arts now, how similar are they? Um, it's similar in intent and thought. It's completely different in technology. I mean, John Gillard banned computers. We weren't allowed computers at all. So, but now, because in the age we're in, you know, it's integral to you know how we experience communication. So, you know, in fact, when I went in and people had their iPads and stuff, they were doing presentations that they'd loaded up to YouTube and stuff. So, the the intent and the and the, and the, and the, the thought behind work is still there. Mm. It's, it's the thought and the idea that matters, but it's as a necessity. It's more technological. Mm. Yeah. And do you think um, adver- advertising um, courses are releasing the right kind of people into the world at the moment? Are they? Are they? Is, is there a high quality uh, that's being released just now? Um, well, 
I'd say I, I, I think the school of living. I, I mean, we, we've it's been Watford for a long time, hasn't it? Mm. It really has. I mean, we, we've employed a few people from yeah. Watford. Yeah, I mean that, 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 that's so. And there are there are mm. there are one, two, three, maybe good colleges. But there are millions of colleges doing it, mm. and. I've got a real problem with how those those kids are being educated. Mm. There, as far as I'm concerned, they're having their time wasted. I gave a speech at that at New Blood and said, "What we need to see is people willing to take a risk. I don't care if they can do adapts. I don't care if they can they understand how to um, 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 use InDesign. I don't care. I just want people with really good ideas that take risks. It's, it's, it really is that simple. Um, the, Problem with, I think, with pretty much all vocational courses, actually, they're, 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 they're basically rubbish. Mm-hmm. Because what you do just to sort of de learn all that crap, get all rid of all that crap, and let's start again with you. The only one worth doing, the only, the only voca- sort of courses that sort of are very focused that are worth doing, I think, are languages, because you don't have to be deprogrammed by somewhere good afterwards. Mm-hmm. That, that's, that's still useful that you can speak Spanish. Yeah. <laughs> All the stuff you've learnt about, about InDesign and, and, and the bad habits you've got into and been allowed to get into from your tutor mm. are stuff that we just have to get rid of. Yeah. Mm. Um, what stuff are you seeing in the industry just now that seems like an exciting place to be? Um, is, is new media the most exciting place or is, or is still or this kind of big branding idea that you're looking at? What, what's, what's the area of the industry that's really, really inspiring you at the moment? Let's get out more. I'm liking that, that, the, 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 the things that I'm most interested in are things that with a, you've guessed it with a, with, a, with a powerful controlling idea that then 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 is taken out in a million in a million and one different ways. You know, this, this is this is what Nike. This is why Nike is still a preeminent brand. This is why Nike cannot and will not and has not gone out of fashion because they understand mm. how to create a very layered relationship mm. with their with their audience through communication. And toys and tools and utilities that they can give them. That's that is where it's at. Mm. Yeah. And is there anything you can think of that you've seen in the last couple of years which makes you go, "Fuck me! I wish I'd done that." I there's something that really sticks in my mind is that Levi stuff from Widens in America, the the Go Forth stuff. I really love that, you know, because it's, it's true to the brand. You know, they put the, the pioneers. And then getting, you know, the, the fact that the, 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 those industrial cities are declining and stuff, and just inspiring people to go forth and, you know, help rebuild those those towns. And it's like it's very true to the brand, and it's just inspiring of, of its time. So I love that. It's a real deep and meaningful. Yeah, role. I, I don't like that as much as you do, <laughs> but I do like it. Yeah. I do like it. I like things that are kind of like I'm, I'm sort of. I'm sort of a little bit off loftiness at the moment, and it could just be a kind of just a transitional thing. But a bit, bit, bit off loftiness. What I've really liked is Lurpak. I've absolutely loved. Oh I'm yeah, yeah. Look at anything on my reel from the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. It would be it would be fearless kitchen forager, um, because it is just taking you know mm. banal. It's banal, like a lump of lard, effectively, isn't it? Mm-hmm. And, and and turning it into something that, that's that, that's so kind of meaningful and about 
expression and creativity right, right, yeah. and, 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 and heroism it's, it's just brilliant and it's and it's compl- and it's convincing hmm. as well I mean I've really enjoyed Love Pack over the last the last couple of years but it's not I know it's not one of the the, the, the sexiest things out there but but it but it, but it thinks because of that but I think it's so powerful I'm going to finish off by asking you guys if you can give me a, a piece of advice for three different audiences. So the first audience would be, what would your advice be for just the industry in general? What they need to do, what they need to change, what's the big issue that they need to address? Um, I think they have to stop worrying. The industry has to stop worrying. Con- you know, Consolidation is, going, is happening and is going to happen. I remember one of, the, one of the best things that happened to me in the last couple of years is reading Howard Gossage's book. I don't know if you know him, but I know of him. He's a brilliant writer in um, San Francisco in the 60s. He, dis- he discovered, that's the word, Marshall McLuhan. Right. But he used to have a print agency, yeah. and he looked down a bit on the radio agency, and he was annoyed by the TV agency and thought that was rubbish. And, mm. and it, was, it seems so ridiculous, doesn't it? It seems ridiculous that you'd have mm. the print agency and the TV. It's ridiculous. And that's, we're in a ridiculous situation at the moment. Yeah. And it's consolidation is going to happen. It's happening all the time. You know, we've never, ever set ourselves up as a digital agency. Mm. Ever, ever. But we do plenty of digital things. We do plenty, we do display digital. We do, um, um, we, we create digitally hubbed campaigns all the time. We'd have to go and buy a digital agency or, you know, or train to be or retrain or remarket ourselves. Mm. We just buy osmosis. Did what our clients need us to do, and there's been so much. I'm really worried about where is the money? Where is the money? Just, just yeah. relax, and the money will come. Yeah. So the agency just, the, the, the industry just needs to relax uh, and do what we're really good at, which is come up with ideas. Yeah, Brilliant. The next would be piece of advice for people coming into the industry. So maybe the people who are thinking about coming into advertising or at uh, doing a course at the moment. Uh, well, I, 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 what would you say? You go. On. I'd say, I'd say, um, take risks mm-hmm. with your stuff, and be absolutely true to yourself. Just do something that, that really, truly reflects mm. your personality, yours, and also take risks. I remember, like, yeah, but I, I had a campaign for Sinn Fein in my in, in my student portfolio, and some people were absolutely mental when they just, when when they saw it. But it very quickly gave me a measure. Yeah. Of of how uninteresting those people were, yeah, and then and 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 they didn't want me, and I didn't want mm-hmm. them. Sorted out nice and quickly. Yeah, if I would have gone in there with some banal oh, stuff, just and be audacious. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, in your work, you know, that's you how you're going to stand honestly, out. You've got, you've got to be able to do something that we can't do standing on well, our it's heads. It's the only time in your life, probably, if you get into the industry, that you're going to have that much freedom. So yes. you know, you've really got to stand out. That's right. There's no point in doing stuff that we can do standing on our heads because it's mm. quicker. For me to write, you know, t- 25 banner ads, so I don't have to go through the, the farce of having a creative review and then showing the, the account. I can just yeah. do it, give it to, the, give it to the, um, the head of production, and out the door it goes. Mm. So there's no point in having someone unless they're bringing something to the party that challenges mm. the power. Because mm. these are people we have to make room for. You know, in 10 years' time, 20 years' time, we're going to have to be getting out of the way mm. for these people. So I want to feel their hands on my back get pushing me out of this business because they're the people who are going to take it over and that's the people that we need now. Yeah. And the last piece of advice, things you've been saying about um, business being an area that, that excites you as, as well as the creativity, is, is what would your advice be for, 
for clients, for the actual brand managers themselves? Yeah, clients, clients um, frequently, all too frequently, um, mistake, use the word bravery when referring to work that you notice. Mm-hmm. I think it's far braver to do work that's full of platitudes, banalities, it's, 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 it's nice and reassuringly familiar. That's a risk. That's, that's the, the risk. It's mm. to do bland stuff. Yeah, you're being brave. Yeah. If you're bland, that's brave. Yeah. If you st- if you stand out, you're 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 all you're doing is the only is, is the only thing you're taking the path that's the only practical way forward mm. by standing out, and a lot of them, some of them good ones grasp that, the poor ones don't. Mm. Yeah. Al, Jules, thank you very much indeed. Thank no, no, thank, thank you. you. Talking. You know, I've got to confess, before I started doing the podcast series. I thought the big names in the industry were bound to be a bunch of complete gits. And, as you can hear, they're all far from it. Jules and Al especially. So, we're not finished yet with this series. We've got more super-duper people winging their way to you. Remember to look both ways when you cross the road. Bye for now. The Future of Advertising podcast is brought to you by Additive, the marketing industry's most inspiring training company. Find out more about our talks, workshops and inspiration sessions at getadditive.com and get one third of your first booking by joining our mailing list. Shh, keep it to yourself.